this about? I, I have no idea. What, what is this? What? Oh! Oh! Roderick Strong! All right. Long-time friend, long-time tag team partner of Adam Cole. And he is battering. He is battering the Jericho Appreciation Society. What a shocker right here. This man many times over a champion ring of honor. And look at him here. Nobody expected Roddy Strong out here. Especially the JS. But least of all, perhaps, Adam Cole. He looks as stunned as we are. Yes! Yes! Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. It's my name, Kenta. Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything about him. <laughs> the only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flare! <laughs> <laughs> Probably looks like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! Your impressions. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Good wrestling day. I may live in Amish country, but God damn it, I am no longer living like the Amish. And I'm not worried about them hearing this. Yep, that's right, we finally have electricity and the top of wrestling, we're back, up and ready. This time you can actually see me this week, ODM. I bet that's probably the uh, last thing you wanted to have, but, well, hey, how are you? Yeah, let's bring it right to the news. So in this week's news... <laughs> <laughs> Figure if you're gonna start fucking just running right. Not even gonna tease what we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, I guess the Blair Witch experience. So what happened on the Monday Night Wars? (laughs) Blair Witch was nice. I liked the Blair Witch thing. It was, I mean, it was nice for me, except I was freezing my balls off. I'm sure that did not help. Yeah, the weather still hasn't quite turned yet. It's legitimately raining and hailing as we're recording right now. So. Let's get this shit going. Well, hey, we're in two different places, man. I know. You you got sun over there. All right. That's what happens. But, hey, it is uh, today. What we're going to be doing is talking about not only the Monday Night Wars as we normally do 25 years later. We got a movie of the week. We also got Bring It to the Table. We got news. We got this day in history. We got ODM kicking it all off. All right. Well, it wouldn't be a week of news if CM Punk wasn't the topic of discussion. CM Punk! CM Punk! 
So yeah, man, apparently CM Punk was taking a flight from Florida to Chicago, you know, where he lives. And so was, uh, that happened to be where Raw was. And apparently he ran into some talent on the plane, and they're like, hey, somebody said, why don't you come by to Raw? And fucking CM Punk showed up at Raw. He fucking was talking with The Miz, talked with Triple H. And my favorite part of the story is that CM Punk's like, hey, bro, you mind if I, I hang out back here and, you know, with everybody, watch the show? He's like, I got to ask my dad real quick. Hold on. <laughs> he goes and asks Vince, and Vince is like, fuck that. And apparently... Uh, my dad he, said he, we he, can't have anybody else here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and he left without incident. So, uh, but yeah, as if that wasn't enough, uh, you know, as you saw Trinity, you know, we'll jump ahead here. Trinity debuted at Impact, and Mercedes Money, apparently is how she says it. So Mercedes Money was Monet. I hate you. Was mm-hmm. backstage at the impact tapings and CM Punk said, you know, put like, you know, a fist up or something as a reply, just, you know, acknowledging it. And she's like, yo, why don't you come by and hang out? And fucking CM Punk showed up at impact. See him backstage getting a picture with Jordan Grace, Jordan Grace, uh, Ricky Morton. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, to me, either Punk's just having fun and trolling or he is really gearing up for his return just by being like, what's he doing? And not that this is unusual. I think it's just awesome. I it's I haven't seen anybody do something like this in a minute. Like, it's almost Brian Pillman-esque, right? Of his yeah. uh, com- working one company against the other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, it, look, at the best thing out of all of this to me is you got CM Punk was backstage prior to Raw. CM Punk, some yeah. CM Punk was backstage at Impact, and then you get CM Punk was spotted backstage at a Chick Fil A. CM Punk was spotted backstage at a Wawa. There's all of these new <laughs> memes that have been coming out. I think it's hysterical. Yeah, people freak the fuck out. Do they make his comeback at Collision, or do they make it, or do they announce it prior to it at all? Like get a little rev up or whatever yeah i saw a report uh i believe it was alvarez on wrestling observer uh who said there's likely going to be like a tagline for the show so it Mm -hmm. it definitely sounds like they're going to announce it before which i mean it's got to be soon it's what a month and a half away yeah pretty much yep supposedly allegedly yeah any other news you got oh jesus well, we never really got to talk about it because it happened after we recorded the show. There was a little blurb <laughs> that you may have heard from me. I'm tired and I'm fucking watching Vince McMahon. Yeah, so they uh, revealed the new World Heavyweight Championship on Raw. And here's the best part. I fucking, when I was done, I'm like, I don't even know what they're doing with this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So basically. I do know now what the plan well, yes, is. Yes, yes, And I was just about to get to that. So. Reigns is keeping the universal title. So if I'm not mistaken, that's the one that he has the longest reign with. Yeah, no, but he said, eh, no, no, no. He's uh, uh, Triple H said he's going to remain the WWE undisputed universal heavyweight champion of the universe yes, and galaxy, true. whatever the that fucking is name true. is. Yeah. So I think that's both titles stay with Roman. See, Meaning I the thought... both both straps because one was a universal championship, one is a WWE championship, and that's not world. Okay, not okay. just a world 
heavyweight okay. title. So perhaps that's that how I'm the, seeing it is three championships technically. Right. See, my thought is they take the black strap from him because that was the world title. And you just you debut a new one and you put it on the brand opposite. Basically, this is fucking Vince saying we need a champion on Raw and we need a champion on SmackDown, and that's it. And you've kind of fucked yourself now, because what do you? And the whole thing was you know Triple H's little rib to Roman, where it was this champion will fight anywhere, anytime, anyone, any place, <laughs> right? So okay, that's fucking great. So who's gonna get this championship? Because it's not going to look good on anybody because nobody could beat Roman. So, all right, assholes, here's some fucking scraps for you. You can fight for this belt right here. Um, you can't put it on Cody. <laughs> you know what I mean? So who wins it? The rubber chicken. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Yeah, the internet can be really fun. I saw a picture someone put together, and I sent it to you, of Cody Rhodes fighting. Uh, or no, it was Peter Griffin as Cody Rhodes. So you ha- <laughs> he has like the tattoo on his neck. He's wearing the pants, and he's fighting a, the giant ass chicken, which is, you know, a storyline in itself of Family that's Guy. Very the fact meta. that it works that's with meta, Cody, meta. that's even better. <laughs> yeah, that's meta, loved meta. it. So uh, I saw a picture. It was great. It was David Arquette. But he was holding the new WWE World Championship. The new title. And it was Triple H's head on the ref's head. So it was Triple H raising his hand. And the other, I think it was like DDP in the background, but it was was Cody. (laughs) Oh, geez. (coughs) I I think it's going to be either Seth Rollins or Drew McIntyre, since both of them are now on Raw. It seems uh, the reports are that that was kind of like the working theory of a hand. Uh, you know, if you're going to go that route and just be like, fuck it, do Balor and Rollins again, because that was the match to decide the uh, universal title holder to begin with. Yeah, but if you believe in uh, superstition or, you know what I mean? Like, that, it's kind of like, a, uh, fuck, is that going to. Oh, that'd be kind of fun. No, <laughs> I they already have enough problems with people being hurt. It's funny because the look of the title, all right, I've sat on it for a week. It's not as bad as your rant was. Yeah, And I don't mean like your rant was bad. I'm saying your rant made it out to be. I was pissed. But it's funny because what it really is is it looks like the UFC title, right? Just a big world title with the big logo in the middle. It's WWE's logo right in the middle, which is the Intercontinental Championship already, like you said. So, I mean, it's... I'm eh on the title. I don't really care. I was never expecting anything. I'll tell you, man, the day that they dropped what would become the Spinner Championship, when that title, they they moved on from the undisputed championship that they had going, right? The one that right. Brock Lesnar held, Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. And then when they split the championships up and they ended up bringing out that championship, mainly for John Cena. That was the last time I ever, I was like, oh, I have no faith in any one of their championships. And not one set of championships has ever really looked good since. The WWE World won the black one. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. It wasn't anything crazy, but it was straightforward. It was unique. It fit them. It, does, it, does it have the look of the big gold belt or, you know, the, the wing, wing, winged eagle? No, but it fit to me. It was better than the fucking penny. It's funny because they went through a whole period where 
I was just going to say, everybody had the same color W. That's all it was. Or, or different colored Ws. You know, if you were yeah, the women's champion, yeah. you had the blue. This one, it was just, well, okay, that's all it was. Everybody had the same before, championship. Right. But think about before that, right? So there was that time where there was no universal title. It was just the world title, the black strap. And they changed, and then they changed from the Divas title to the women's title. And yes, it was a white stripe with, uh, it was the red background. Okay, fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. you took the same belt and you just changed up the color scheme. I'm, I don't even dislike that. I don't dislike it. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. I don't know. They just have way too many championships. Yes, they do. They're and in I don't, AEW I, territory. They have not clarified, but I'm pretty sure Roman has, if he comes out Friday on SmackDown with both championships, now that the draft is over, comes out with both championships, that's three championships. Yeah. That's, you have to tell me you have three world championships. That's what I said. Yeah, he's just, what do you think, he's fucking Mike Tyson? He's going to have all three of them? Oh, my God, that is how next WrestleMania is going to end. Well, it's funny, that's another meme that I saw was it showed, a, oh, oh, yeah, the new title, and Roman's carrying that with the other two, and then, okay, we got a new title, Roman's carrying that one, fucking. And Heyman's <sighs> with him in every one of them, and then he keeps carrying more championships. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a funny picture. Did uh, So uh, how soon after do you think that boy placed his order? <laughs> Got a brand new case for it and everything. Right, shit. We're gonna need a new case, hon. All right, fuck <laughs> and that. And a shit. lot more Kleenex. Let's uh let's blow through some of this here. I'm gonna bounce around here a little bit. So AEW might be scrapping dark elevation. Who fucking cares if they do? Basically on Fight TV, the April twenty fourth edition listed it as the final episode. Uh, and that's what it said in the in the tag. But AEW hasn't made it official and it might just be that it's because of the UK. I think because they record that show generally before Dynamite, right? Right. If you want Ring of Honor to be pretty decent and fresh, that's what you'll record before Dynamite. And that's what they've been doing. Right. I think the last couple of weeks, it's been recorded just one night before and it airs Thursdays. They record it on Wednesday before Dynamite. So getting rid of Elevation... Smart, because you know what's funny? I keep checking the cards to to Ring of Honor every week, and I'm like, AEW, 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 AEW. Like, every time, it's just AEW versus AEW, and then it's like, eh, you got Matt Taven versus Dante Martin. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, ah. yeah. it's just Ring of Honor, or it's just AEW 2.0. And look, be- it, I'm going to give, I'm going to give a quick little shout out to Lil John. We were messaging and he was saying he thinks that instead of doing a brand split like the collision and dynamite, like I said last week, it should be AEW and Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor should really be its own thing. Said that like a year ago. Tony, right, but Tony is not no. going to do it. He bought that for strictly just having the archives, the name. Maybe he just liked the colors. I mean, he's bought random. He bought the NBA theme, the just because he likes it. So he's not going to do anything with it. Now, I think Ring of Honor could be your NXT. It is your developmental brand to AEW. If you want to put your Dante Martin and everybody on there, fine. Get rid of all your dark shows and then you make Ring of Honor that, then I am fine with it. But it's still going to be Collision and Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck knows? It's all fucked up. Yeah, so I put this one in the news just for the shit of it. Just to laugh at it. 
Apparently, Road Dog thinks Omos has more upside than Andre the Giant and Paul White. So if you weren't sure that Road Dog wasn't that much of a fucking ass-kissing stooge, there's your fucking confirmation. Better than Andre? Sure, fine. I think most decent giants are. Wrestling wise, ability, athleticism. I don't I think he's better hasn't than shown I think, it yet. <laughs> could be. Could be. I'll give you this. But better than Paul White? Nope. Paul White showed some amazing things. Tell me the one time Andre ever did a, a super kick. Or not super kick, uh, a drop, drop kick. kick. Yeah. And a nice looking And one he too. does them so awesome on a nitro. It's one of my favorite things about going back. I'm like, I didn't realize this guy left his feet so yeah. often to the do jump, some the, big uh, moves. The choke slam, where he would just like yeah. pull him like straight up and then just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no yeah. way. So I, no way. I, I think a lot of guys have been better than Andre big wise only because and everybody's going to give me flack for that. But yeah, he's the first big one. That's great. But. Everything I've ever really seen out of him, he was acting like a giant. But athleticism, I don't, I don't. He may, maybe he's the greatest big guy of all time. Fine, but not athletically. Not Andre the Giant. No, 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 no. And it was a different time, so he wouldn't necessarily have quite the impact that he did today. You know that. You know, I mean, he set the bar. He set the bar. So. Right. Yeah. I I don't know why it bothered me though when you would see Andre even in the later years, I need years it doesn't matter. When he kicks you, it's just up and so slow. You got to sell it like I whatever. Let's move on. The guys and, Yeah, in the old days. Yeah, you got to <laughs> days. By the time he got to WWF, his his time had passed. So Yeah. Uh yeah, I mentioned Trinity uh debuted at Impact. Anything you want to say about that? I uh, It's hard to tell it was her. You see the picture of her in the ring? Eyelashes and shit. That one shot? Yeah. It looked like fucking RuPaul. (laughs) But I saw her picture. She looked fantastic. I saw their picture. She looked fantastic. That one, though, of her, like a fan pick from the where she's in the ring, it looked like fucking RuPaul. I'm just saying. So many many jokes I could say, but I'm going to hold back. Power through it. Uh, I have restraint. That wasn't the only debut. Roderick Strong showed up at AEW. Last wrestled in NXT August 9th, 2022. That was a very big surprise that I was not ready to see. I would have thought Kyle O'Reilly, maybe if he's back from injury, never would I thought that it was going to be him. I thought it was just going to be Keith Lee coming out. You know what I mean? Like one of those guys, same kind of bullshit that we've been seeing. You know, right. But... The fact that it was Roderick and you, everybody was like, wait, when did you get let go? That was the first <laughs> question everyone had to ask. It wasn't even like, so happy you're here. It's more of like, wait, really? How? And then it's kind of like, wait, is he just saying, fuck the system? No, he actually, he just bit out all of his time in his contract. They weren't using him. You know, yep. this diamond mine bullshit or whatever it was. And the pop, not even, well, when they when the people first figured it out, when the the Titan Tron said his name, pretty big pop. He came in, he looked great. The hug with Adam Cole, I'm a sucker for a big reuniting moment and the crowd going nuts. Right. One of my favorite ones, and I think you remember this, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. I think it was like summer 
of 2017 or 18 when they finally joined forces with the shield do, doing just yes. their fist. The crowd went absolutely nuts, right? Yeah. It was kind of not on the same level, but it's a big moment. I like that. It was good. Um, it's funny because Bobby Fish is gone. Like, he's gone from AEW. Yeah, he's an impact now. I, I mean, he only did one thing, I think, in, in Impact, and I know he's done some MMA shit, I think, but oh, other really? than that, I, I wonder if he's, yeah, but I wonder if Kyle Riley's going to come back at any time. Uh, he had some pretty rough neck surgery, man. I don't know. Probably going to be a while. He had such, I recently, I don't know if I said this on the show or not, but not too long ago, I, I recently went back and watched Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly at last year's Double or Nothing. The one that was never uh, promoted. Right. We didn't even know it was going to be a match coming into the night. And all of a sudden they're like, by the way, Kyle O'Reilly's on the way to the ring right now. And he's going to face Darby. And it stole the fucking show. Yeah. Banger. 100%. Do you remember Kyle O'Reilly's, was it a trilogy or was it four matches with Cole? Trilogy. Trilogy. Do you remember what happened after Cole left or, you know, went away for a little bit while Kyle was still there? Do you remember what they did to him, his gimmick? They turned him into Orange Cassidy? To Adam Cole? No, to Kyle O'Reilly. They turned him into Orange Cassidy. Oh, to Kyle O'Reilly. That's right. He ended up wearing, like, a denim vest. Yep. Oh, Jesus. forgot all about that. Fucking Christ. Oh, I'm glad that we do. Problem is, I still have to watch Orange every week. It's funny how many people defend the shit out of him on certain wrestling uh, sites, things like that. And people are like, yeah, well, okay, fine. His gimmick may not be blah, 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 but he's really a great wrestler. And I'm like, yeah, he's okay. That's good, man. But not for each week on TV. And I got to be honest with you. You know, I know we broke down what's good and bad for AEW and what they need to do to be better. You know, I hate to say this, but... It really, I you have to go back to the earlier days. If MJF is on TV tonight, we're not going to see him for two to three weeks, and that might be okay. Especially like Kenny Omega as the world champion was not on each and every week, right? And again, we were all right with it. Same with you know Jericho because we had other things. They're not giving enough time to people because every goddamn week we have a twenty-minute Orange Cassidy match, mm-hmm. minimum twenty with the entrances and everything. Yep. I'm fired already up. Oh, my God. Here we go. Yep. All right. Let's move on. You know on. what else happened on Dynamite that, to me, really was shitty? D- did you actually watch Dynamite? No. My God birthday. damn you. You do not. I've been okay. running nah, since Wednesday, fair. bro. You have no idea. I could list it all out if you want me to. but No, I don't need you to, but running on empty. The ending. You just got to watch it. Between Taya Valkyrie and Jade Cargill. Uh, Taya looked like she was ready to get her up for the, what is the glam slam? Whatever they call it. You know what I mean? Valhalla. So that she was getting her up for the glam slam. And as she had her up in the air, she just put her back down and like said something behind her. And then Jade just does like a little roll up on her. And that was the end of the match. So, So Aubrey. So, okay. So this is interesting. So this is interesting. Okay. So you did see this part, at least. Well, I saw the part, sort of, but I saw it in passing on Twitter. But a lot of times what I'll do is I'll do that. I'll look at Twitter. I'll look at some of their YouTube clips just to get a gist of what happened and, you know, see some video, right? 
Sometimes I will go to AEW's webpage and read the results, and it's terrible because they they get so excited. You know, there's an exclamation point after everything. <clears throat> it's like Tony wrote it. That's how I send my emails to people. But when, <laughs> but when you read it, it says that she went for the Valhalla, and Aubrey stopped her and told her, you can't use that move. It mm. says that. on uh, Dude, I'll pull it up right now. I got to read it verbatim. Was it a stipulation and I missed it in the... Bro, I don't fucking know. It, I never remembered hearing anything about that the Glam Slam was not allowed to be used. Yes. <laughs> you just don't want to say Valhalla, do you? <laughs> Mulholland? That was a good movie. <laughs> uh, <there you> go. <clears throat> well, anyway. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I just got to pull this up real quick here. Uh, oh, you're taking too long. Uh, well, I'm, I'm almost there. Shut up. It doesn't but say... Bum, but bum, bum, bum. No. Taking too long. <laughs> it says championship match with an exclamation point. Uh, Jade Cargill <laughs> versus Taya Valkyrie. Exclamation point. Taya was about to hit use the road to Valhalla, but the ref informed her that she couldn't use the move. Cargill rolled up Taya and pinned her. Taya hoisted up ref Aubrey Edwards. And was about to put her, put here in the road to Valhalla. I think Tony really did fucking That's write me. this. <laughs> it's it was not. I, it was a weird ending. Like I sat there going, um, terrible, terrible. All right, whatever. Yep, and I just moved on. Yeah. Now, don't blame you. They announced that the Owen Hart Cup is going to happen. I have an issue with this for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. Maybe it's just me. I like tournaments. Okay. Mm-hmm. One thing I don't like about tournaments is when they do them at house shows. But, okay, you want to dust off a couple of matches at a house show, fine. But your finals is at a house show. They're really? doing the it kicks. Uh, the Owen Hart Cup will kicks begin. Double or nothing. At double or nothing. Right. And it's going to end at house rules in Calgary. And if it's a house rules... It's obviously not a televised thing. What they may release it? the matches later. What day is it? For July fifteenth. July fifteenth. It's That's weird. Saturday. I I just. Huh. What a disservice go? to Owen Hart. <laughs> I know. It's not even. Yeah. Well, I'm not. Uh, well, yeah. Can anyway. we do it? Like, can't we line it up with the Kentucky Derby so we can see Martha Hart in another hat? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember what she said in her promo she said and next year i want y'all be wearing these hats i'm not bullshitting right now hey line. so what's funny to me is all right last year you had 174 matches for double or nothing and you only had two matches that were the owen hart just the finals right that's all they they had the the men's finals the women's finals yeah so how do you do the kickoff? How many matches? One? And that's the only one that's special enough to be on the pay-per-view? Or two? Even so. It's just weird that it's kicking off on the pay-per-view. We might get some shit on Dynamite, but you're not going to see the finals. Fuck off, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's horrible. Wow. It bothers me. Like you just said, thanks for doing a disservice to Owen. Terrible. Beginning at Double or Nothing. 
it'd have been great if they were like leading up to it and we got like a semifinals match that we're like, oh shit, this is gonna there be decent. Go. All there right. Nope. Nope. He must be getting low on his stash and he's just kind of going oh, out of his mind. Phoning it in. Well, I got my answer. You and Lil Jumbo said, you know, give it time, give it time. It'll be a four-way somehow at this uh, at this event. And it's looking like it's going to be because after Sammy did defeat Darby with the help of his wife and uh, MJF, Tony Schiavone, the bearer of giving news every time, I just got this in my ear, everybody. And he gets so excited to be a dick to the heels and announces that tonight the tag team match is going to be Jungle Boy and Darby Allen versus Sammy and MJF. If the faces win, they're in, and it's a four-way match. So we got our answer. Okay. Long way around. Could have done so many other things, but whatever. Yep. You couldn't just announce it after that one badass promo? You had to go, is this what you want? Is this what you want? Ha ha ha. I'm going to give it to you, but not... Any which way this seems like it's a good idea. Yeah, me. I'm not surprised like and I'm pissed off. And uh, yeah, I don't care. Oh, that's right. You want a one-on-one. Yeah. Do. Hmm. Not happening. You know what else isn't happening? Anything big from a draft. I swear to God, I read the draft order of who came out Saturday morning. I, I just was fanning through and I go. Okay, okay, I, sure. I, and I was like, so Roman's still on SmackDown? Fine. Everything else meant nothing to me. I was like, sure, sure, okay, fine. Yep. Do you have the list in front of you? <laughs> none of it. Do you have the list in front no. of you? No. Okay. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I, I don't think I need to fucking go through and read this. You probably, If you're listening to this, you fucking know who is on where. I want to do mention, I want to mention something, because I've looked at this list a hundred fucking times. They drafted on uh, on Monday, on Raw, right? They dra- Raw and SmackDown drafted. On Saturday, they did a No tag teams were split up, by the way. Right. Uh, Your chance to to actually create something, right? Maybe Montez Ford or Angelo Dawkins on their own. Can't. Supplemental draft was on Saturday. Raw only got two people. SmackDown got ten, including tag teams. And then Mm -hmm. they say undrafted, Chelsea Green, Dolph Ziggler, Omas. Um, Here's the fucked up thing. Okay. Wait, stop. Before you say the fucked up thing, that's funny to me. They're trying to make Omas bigger than Andre the Giant, like Road Dog is saying. You didn't even know what to fucking do with him, and he's undrafted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry. So No, you're, no, you're good. All right, so uh, on Raw, you got Imperium. Wait, Gunther is your IC title holder. All right. You've got Indy Hartwell, who is the NXT Women's Champion. SmackDown, you have Reigns, Universal. Bel Air, Raw Women's Champion, going to SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you've got the NXT. Where Rhea Ripley already is. You have NXT Women's Tag Team Champions on SmackDown. Do you know whose name did not appear in this list anywhere? Any of the list. Monday's draft, Saturday's draft, or free agents. Rhea Ripley. The Judgment Day. Well, I mean, she was on... She's already on SmackDown. She's SmackDown Women's Champion. But Bianca got Maybe drafted she was, to she SmackDown. Was... So how come Rhea didn't hmm. get drafted? 
Really interesting. Yeah. Sounds like shitty booking. Okay. That's all. That's all I had to fucking say like, about it. Is the one I do like, the the one I actually kind of like is Nakamura being on Raw. He's never been yeah. there. He's been stuck on SmackDown since the day he got drafted up. So that's a little change of pace. Gunther being on Raw, that's a good thing because it, it may be better ratings because of him. People like him. They like watching his matches. Could be worth him being on there. Other than that, nothing has really changed. Everything seems the same to me. Yeah, I could give it Same shit. as it ever was. Yeah, that's what happened. That was the draft. Oh, and Bailey and Damage Control are now on SmackDown. Hooray. For some reason, to me, that just means nah, that that means to me it's being put. She's being pushed down. They, like I feel like Vince is really back in charge, and Bailey and her crew are just they're done. That was that was a Triple H project. Yeah, I think uh, Bailey's definitely on the rocks. People have been uh, kind of alluding to that already. So I, I completely agree with you. Well, guess what, man? This week, I am doing a little bit of a throwback story, technically, when we bring it to the table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh, my God! Do you remember when uh, old Forehead, the cop that uh, banged the entire police force? <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> the meme? Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking so, about. So, no, I know. Look at man. We even had a, a minute on the show where we thought it was kind of funny with Sonny and all the mini wrestlers. What a great bunch of matadors. Anyway. I, you know, algorithms are a motherfucker. And just for some reason, while on YouTube... This video came up. Maybe it's because I like to watch a lot of random shit on YouTube. I love. I said this. You were on porn. Yeah, I like. I like. I actually was not. She wasn't there. So, I, I like watching public fights. People just losing their shit. Things like that. But then sometimes I like people having arguments with cops. I like to see what the interactions are like, right? If a cop's being a dick or if the if a person on the other end of the camera is, you know, trying to get themselves arrested, basically. And it was like, do you want to see this time that 10 cops uh, were totally corrupt? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I'll have that on the background. And all of a sudden it just goes, Megan Hall, Tennessee cop. And I was like, oh, her. That's right. And I look over and... Now, look at my man. I saw this just as much as you, and I was like, <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, and that was pretty much the last time I thought about it. I knew you know, that she had had sex on the job with other workers, other officers, and a good chunk were fired, some suspended. And then they just started showing pictures. And I, my eye just randomly caught this one officer. And I go, no, no, that can't be. And then the guy said his name. It was my cousin. Now look at, I, it's like a second, third kind of cousin, fourth, maybe even, I don't know. And I've met this kid twice, three times in my life. But not only did he get it on 
her forehead. No, but also get it on with this officer. My cousin and his wife apparently are in an open marriage and swingers. And they had a little romp with uh, this chick. A couple months ago, it was just a random funny story. Now, holy shit, it's so much fucking funnier. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I had to text you. I go, bro, I have to tell you something right away. This is nuts. Look at none of them are listening to this story. They, I highly doubt they are. And if they are, and they're just finding out for the first time right now, hmm, sorry. I never thought that's how you would want to be part of an officer's family, but, you know. <laughs> Dude, it's, I'm not going to lie, you had the absolute best comeback that I screenshotted, just so I could remember to say it. <laughs> you go, dude, can you get us an autograph, dot, 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 or at least a blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> Man, so that was, yo, I and I went running to my wife, and I replayed the video. I go, watch. And she's like, I'm kind of in the middle of something. I go, <laughs> you won't be. Watch. I promise. Dude, when her jaw dropped, like, she was like, oh, my. Like, she didn't even say a word. She just couldn't believe it. And we, I just was dancing around the room. I'm like, it's not me. It's funny because, like, I'm a black sheep, right? You guys have heard on this show, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't me this time. Not a cop fucker. Call him Shaggy. <laughs> so, all right, man. <laughs> Wasn't me. What uh, What do you got bringing to the table this week? Oh, I caught it. I caught it. <laughs> well, I'm going to call an audible. Uh, we missed something in the news, so I want to talk. make sure to talk about it. So I'm going to have it be my bring to the table. Uh, they've got the full list of Dark Side of the Ring episode four episodes. You ready? Oh, I'm excited. I, I saw the list, but yeah. Abdullah the Butcher, which, you know, should be a good one. Adrian Adonis, who apparently was a crazy fucker. Bret Hart said was one of the hardest Mm -hmm. partiers he'd ever seen. I go, okay, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Right? Bash at the Beach 2000. I love a good fucking shit-talking episode. That's going to be so much fun. I'm so so excited about that, man. And do you know what just seeing that did? Made me look for the promo. I had to watch it. <laughs> you will never see that piece of shit in this ring ever again. Whoa. You know, that's why that's why this company's in the shitter, because of bull crap like this. He throws the title over his head. <laughs> Poor Jarrett. He's like, someone just Poor fucking shoot fucking me. Jarrett, he's just laying in the middle of the yeah. ring. Yeah, That's why he's my, he's my anti-hero, because... He just got shit on every step of the way. He never got a foothold. I love it. <laughs> Everybody looks. Well, he did story. get to sing with uh, what was that guy last week? Oh, or Redenbacher, or whatever band. it was. Yeah, there it is. All right. Well, what are the rest of the episodes? Bam Bam Bigelow, which would be cool because I really don't know a lot about Bam Bam Bigelow, so I'm looking forward to that one. To be a dark side of the ring, I'm like, oh, they must be bringing something out like. I'm not saying this is this is just a pure random thing, alleged or speculation or whatever. It's just saying drug addiction, something. Uh, it's for him to be on a dark side of the ring. There's got to be a big story. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, Chris Candido and Tammy Sitch. That one, I mean, obviously with Candido, Ooh. that's a very fucking sad story right there. And we all know the aftermath of Tammy. So there'll be a lot to talk about there. 
So, Doink the Clown. I can't wait for that one either. Matt Bourne. Yeah. That's, and he's, he without the Doink mask is a crazy motherfucker. So yeah. this is, that'll be pretty interesting to see. Uh, the Graham family, which again, you know, not too much familiarity outside, you know, but uh, JYD, which should be a good one because he was a crazy Ooh. fucker too. Yep. Magnum TA and Marty Janetti. The Janetti one is supposed to be the fucking, the big one. The, the oh, it's a four part one. series. <laughs> we couldn't fit it all in three hours. Ben, we had to go to four. Benoit only got two. We're giving Janetti four. <laughs> I'm sorry, his rap sheet's just a lot longer. Benoit did it all in one day. <laughs> all right, let's go to the wars. <laughs> I was uh, sorry. I I am. A, I said let's go to the wars. You had me thinking about Benoit, death, Bible. All right, hey man, I wanted to bring something up. That actually, happened on this day in history. <laughs> I'm really good at segueing, by the way. Um, I bet. You all probably didn't know this, but on this day in history, Ultimate Warrior said some shit that made absolutely no sense at all. Now, we can go to the wars. Destrucity! Marty, you've got to come back with me! Where? Back to the future! Wait a minute, Doc. What are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? What, do we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah! You want a war? You're gonna get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Have a nice day. We got you work for ya. Can I get somebody to get me some water? Good, good, good. At least my towel. These lights are hot. Listen, come here and ask you something. Do what? Come here and ask you something. Before. Where's my pill? I don't know. I thought I had a Coke. I tell, me, anyway. tell me about the deal before we go back. Tell me about, what. I mean, what are you going to tell everybody about Cain? What is, what's the deal? I told everybody. You heard what I told him. I told the whole world he's my son. He is my son, Jerry. Is that simple? Come on. So you're telling he's me. He's my son. I can't. I mean, you're telling me. You don't believe no, me. No, you're telling me you nailed the Undertaker's mother. Well, I nailed, nailed. Yeah. Well, no. Okay. Tell me. Well, how did that happen? I can't trust you. I'm tell, I'll tell nobody. I was 19 years old. I was an apprentice at the funeral home. Right. I went out one Tuesday night to the wrestling matches like I always did with my friends, had a few beers, coming to the funeral home, and there she was in this little teddy outfit. Oh. I, I've never been, don't tell nobody, I've never been with a woman before at that point. I, I wasn't fat like I am now either. In fact, Jerry, I was kind of studly. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I was. Well, anyway, I come through the door and she took me right there. 
Right there? Where was it? On the embalming table or no, something? No, no, no. On the kitchen floor. Oh, no. Then, yeah. At the kitchen floor <laughs> of the funeral Bob Bearer slips the salami to the undertaker's from mother the, on the kitchen in floor. In the kitchen Come of on. the apartment of the funeral You swear to God. I, I swear. It's, it's the gospel truth. That's the way it happened. She took me, an innocent 19-year-old boy. That's, I lost my virginity right there. <laughs> it's true. It's Paul Bearer buries his baloney in the Undertaker's mouth. You know, she on. was a moaning and a groaning and a screaming, and I heard some little feet coming down the stairs. It's a good thing I got up because it was little Taker coming down the stairs. I stopped him just in time. It did have took two more steps. He had seen his mama's feet. One of them was in New York, and the other one was in L.A. <laughs> Imagine if little, if little Undertaker had come in and seen Paul Bearer and his mother bumping uglies. I've been told that the locker room conversation that I uh, just had with Paul Bearer was inadvertently broadcast, and uh, I certainly didn't mean for that conversation to be on the air. And I want to apologize to Paul Bearer, and I want to apologize to any of the viewers of the World Wrestling Federation that it may have offended. Sorry. No, I, I swear to you, Jerry, I had her bent over and just squealing like a pig. Jesus Christ. I remember watching this happen you when I was younger. And this was one of those moments that I actually was a fucking mark for. And was like, wait, that really just happened? Because how they followed up was so fucking real feeling. It was goddamn just awesome. Let's get into it. Let's get into the wars. All right. We'll start with Raw, Richmond, Virginia. It opens up with the Love Shack. And the first thing I said was, oh, God. But the good thing is, at least I know where this goes. And it is well mm -hmm. worth it. It was one of those things where I did a complete 180. So I'm like, oh, fuck, the Love Shack. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. So he comes out as Mick Foley. Not as Cactus Jack. He comes out as Mick Foley. He says, cut the music. It makes me sick. He's carrying the dude love outfit. He says, uh, he calls Coldest a, a panty-wearing pansy. Uh, he has to wrestle Funk in a match later tonight. And he says, I'm not going to suck up to a low life like Vince. Be damned if my family's going to see me bump and grind with a couple second-rate strippers. They shall be referred to as such for the remainder of this episode by me. Be damned <laughs> if I ever perform in this damn suit. Wants Vince out there. Vince comes out. He throws the outfit in Vince's face. Vince goes, who the hell do you think you are? Fuck is wrong with you? You got the win over Austin, but you didn't get the job done. Austin's still the champ. Vince goes heels on the fan. He expects better from Foley. He says, you know what? The match against Funk is a reward. You and I are a lot like... He goes all fucking gladiator on him. He's like, I want you to win. I want you to prove my worth. You threw this dude love costume into my face how's it gonna feel for me to throw the truth in your face slaps Mick. <clears throat> austin comes out vince gets backed into the ring and austin destroys the love shack you're what to the roof rest love shack every time you say love shack that's all i could never mind <laughs> it is it is fur infuriatingly uh catchy yeah it's annoying it is uh, next, you get Owen and the Rock for Blackman and <laughs> You get a recap of Owen turning. Slaughter comes out, orders Nation to the back. Comma, still in Godfather mode. Uh, Jarrett just run mm -hmm. runs in Hangman, Hangman's Blackman, and Owen hits a spinning heel kick for the win. Short, sweet, to the point. Next, fucking 
we had a video package from Vince narrating, just putting Briscoe over his wrestling history. He's a family man. Dude, it was fucking hilarious. It was goddamn hilarious. And then out of fucking nowhere, this is the reason we do this because I don't remember when half the shit that happened. I can't trust WWE telling me we get a fucking edge vignette. Fucking Mm -hmm. amazing. Super cool. I remember the the vignettes when I was younger, and I, I do remember him. If I'm not mistaken, he is going to be debuting just around the summer, um, if not summer, like June-ish of this year. So like probably about a month from now, maybe a little bit more. Yep. I'm like, I'm acting like it's so far away. It's fucking May. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I know, right? <clears throat> Next, we get DX to the ring. Uh, Outlaws are going to be defending the titles against Eight Ball and Skull tonight. <sighs> Promo, LOD comes out. It's fucking hilarious. DX is making fun of LOD the whole time, and Hawk comes out. He goes, you guys look like five dingleberries clumped together in a sweaty butt crack of some old man. Okay, Hawk. Okay. okay. <laughs> he, he, he keeps making fun of everybody. This goes, actually hey. ended weird for me. It did. It did. Uh, yeah. Uh, he calls China Mister. Uh, one of them says, "Hey, let's turn the four. <laughs> let's turn the tag match into an eight-man tag match." X Pac accepts. They call him X Lax. And uh, I think what is that? X Pac says, "Talk to this right here, doing the chops." Hawk says, "I can't see it." And then uh, one of them says, "You and Skanky can something something suck it." It was no, actually. Uh, so that's when Triple H then mentioned something about Hawk not being able to see over his gut. Yep. Yep. And Hawk was walking away at that point after he just did the, after, after Pac did the, some of this, it was like the giving head motion to really aggressively. Oh, that's right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And then as soon as he goes, well, I can't see it. He just turns around and walks away. And Triple H is talking about his stomach and he's already pretty much through the curtain. Right. The weird way that they were. I'm like, were we all just throwing really mean shit at each other here? What was going on? I'm yeah, like, did, did everybody know how to end off. the segment? Yeah, they seemed pretty pissed off. Yeah, it seemed like a, it seemed like it got a little shootish at the end there. Yeah. So down the butt crack. There well. you go. Next, you get Dan Severin versus Savio. Dan Severin no longer with Carnet. It is a squash match. It goes pretty quick. Severin gets the win with a submission. Here is quite possibly the best part. This is fucking hilarious. We see Lawler backstage with Bear, and we're going to break. And, you know, they got the raw music playing, and it stops. And you hear somebody go, all right, we're clear. And the camera gets put down on the floor. And Bear and Lawler just start talking, like, out of character. It's almost like a shoot, right? You know, and, and, and Lawler's This asking, is what you heard, by the way. What's that? This is what you heard, you know, it, previewing in before I, you know, this was them talking, if that's what, it seemed a little weird and out of place because, right. yeah, they weren't. They're off it, the air. Was well, just, they're quote, quote. And the camera quote. is sideways, by the way. The camera yep. has them where they are kind of like their heads are to the right side of your screen. Right. Yep. And uh, <laughs> Lawler goes. Yeah, he's my son, Jerry. Lawler goes, you telling me you nailed the Undertaker's mother? 
Bear goes, I was 19. I went out on Tuesday, went to see the matches like I do, had some beers. You know, I, you know, I was a handsome young man back then. I wasn't fat like I am now. I, I came back. She was in a teddy. I'd never been with a woman. She took me right there on the kitchen floor. I can't believe you slipped Undertaker's mom the salami. You buried your baloney. <laughs> okay. Again, this is what I was referring to a couple of minutes ago that I was a mark for. I was like, that can't really be real. I mean, like, the way the camera's set up, you know what I mean? But, okay, at this point, I am 14, all right? So it's semi-believable to how it looked, right? Right. But five seconds, there's no way they would have let it go any more than that once they realized it would be still on the air. But it was awesome. But then the best way to sell all of this is, you know, after... Now, really admitting that you are Undertaker, uh, Kane's father. Jerry Lawler comes back from break. The most <laughs> somber, out of character Jerry Lawler we've ever seen. And uh, I just want to say we apologize as our conversation was apparently recorded. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> he sold it. It was, it was awesome. Next they got to do that shit we, more often. Oh, yeah. No, I wish they did. Yeah. Because, see, see, that's... We can be considered a little bit silly, but it fucking worked. It was fucking hilarious. Um, I don't like the... When you're at an interview, someone shows up. It's it, it, To me, it's oh, just... God, it's so tired. ...been done so many yeah. times. What I'd rather is you just have... Well, what we've installed are backstage cameras. Now... We just have them here, and if anything goes down, we're ready. You don't have to have everybody's face right there, a microphone. It'll pick up. I fucking, a ring door cam can pick up a lot of shit sound. You know what I mean? Like, so right. you're fine with a couple of those. Wrap them around. It's, I don't know. I'm just tired of the interview shit. Wrench around and wrench it off. We get a recap of uh, Sable challenging Marrow. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then we get a video of highlighting Sable's goods. I mean, training. Uh, and then we get Marrow versus Jeff Jarrett. No... Sable at ringside. Blackman just runs in before the bell rings and goes after Jarrett, and it's a no contest. Then we get our Slam of the Week uh, spot. I don't even know what the Slam of the Week was. All I know is it was sponsored to you by uh, Tekken 3, which made me pop because I love Tekken 3. <laughs> I had Tekken 3. Oh, so that, me, Mike, and John, and everybody, we used to fucking play all the time, dude. I, I think Mike still has the, the, the disc and the memory card. Because we unlocked out everybody. You ever played like the battle mode where it's the beach ball and you just got to like kick the beach ball across the net and hit the other person? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. Fantastic game. I actually remembered King's <laughs> one of King's sequences. It was like a 20 button combo. Actually memorized it. Yeah. Jesus. Insane. Yeah, it was crazy. Nah, I, see, I, I didn't have time to, to learn a lot of this stuff because I was getting laid. But, you know, that's fine. Yeah, you were 14. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if your hand had any hair on it by then, but, you know. Didn't need it. You want to know where the hair was? Okay. <laughs> Let's please move on. Please. Let's move on. DOA and LOD versus DX. That's that's a fun one to say. Um, Sonny's ordered to the back and King goes, maybe she can take the best seat in the house in my lap. Way to go, King. You're still knocking it out of the park. You just uh, apologize for something backstage, and you're like, right? back to rapey comments. Mm, yep, pretty much. That's allowed. 
yeah, basically, they want China to go to the back, but Pac says, whoa, 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 she's wrestling, not me. And X-Pac heads to the back. China hits a Rana on Skull. She starts laying the boots to Hawk. She gets on the top rope, but uh, gets knocked off. Crotches Hawk. LOD and DOA end up fighting each other on the floor, and it turns into a DQ count out, no contest. That makes two. I I did like that uh, when China got in, crowd popped automatically for her. Oh, yeah. They wanted to see her actually wrestle. I mean, she hit a move, so that's something. She did some stuff. Yeah, well, can't the next pop has done so far. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Gold Dust versus Kane. No Luna. Taker runs in, goes after Bearer, and then they fight up the ramp. There you go. We get a VTR on Foley and Funk. Uh, just recapping their history together. Uh, then we get another Valvinus vignette. It's Valvinus Soldier of Love uh, with a new co-star, fucking Jenna Jameson. She wants to go back down in the hole. I now understand why we had to use those two skanky women for a couple of weeks. We were saving up the money to get Jenna for one promo. Yeah. Oh, it's not the only one. Well, no, but you just, you know, Might have been I'm just saying, make, yeah, make sure yeah, we got, got her gotcha, there. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I got you. So, yeah, more of that, where that came from. Austin's announced he's sitting ringside for Foley Funk. He, there's, he has, you know, like the vendors. Both shows, both shows have a drink tray come into play. We'll get there. Oh, you're right. Wow. No One shit. One of those, uh, you know, gray bins that they carry the beers around. It has ice in it and the cups and everything, you know, when you're at the arena. Uh, he chugs one while he stands on the table. That's our first chug. That's our first chug. That's the one. That's it. They hasn't had it thrown to him yet, but that's the first chug. JR that's says, okay. only in moderation, folks. Only in moderation. <laughs> and then Austin says, so you know, you know it's got to be the first. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, Austin says, well, if you want to get some, get your own. I got plenty here, but you, you can't have any. Uh, fucking Austin's got a cup of beer the whole time. I wonder how many he actually went through. It looked like he had the one that he poured for a while. Um, no music for Foley. There's no ref. The special ref is announced as Patterson. Austin's like, what the hell is this crap? Uh, Foley takes three headshots. That last one looked fucking brutal. I don't care if it's Funk and Foley and they know each other well enough and know where to go. They obviously didn't care a lot when you watch their matches. So, No, I as soon as I knew that this match was happening, I was like, yes. I'm like, they're going to beat the <laughs> piss out of each other. Head injuries are no laughing matter, man. Uh, Austin's audio starts cutting out in commentary. <laughs> Terrible sound effects. Takes King's headset. That one cuts out, too. Austin accuses Lawler of being involved. Clocks him. Then he accuses JR. Foley's dripping blood they fight through the crowd funk does a moonsault <laughs> off, <laughs> off the ledge of the seats so you, you know what so I'm the moonsault about. would be kind of like um i don't even know how to describe it he just turned his body in a weird way yeah and landed on fair yeah, enough. It was fair enough uh, he kind of turned like, around, if you will. Yeah. He didn't really flip the body. He just he turned around. Almost, almost like twisted <laughs> Yeah. Uh, lands on Patterson and Foley. Funk sells the shoulder. Foley pile drives him through a table. They actually fight under the bleachers. They come back from break. They're in the back fighting through the arena. They end up at the announce table. Um, Funk's on the table, and, and Foley did it. It was weird. I don't think I've ever really seen anything like it. He gets a chair. He gets on the apron, and he does an elbow drop from the apron but kind of puts the chair under his elbow. It was weird. Didn't look like it felt very good for Foley. 
uh, Foley gets up and he does bang bang to Austin, but he does it with his middle fingers. Austin gets up. He's still got his headset out, still beer in hand. Tells Patterson to shut the hell up. Foley gets the pin after some in-ring stuff. Uh, Austin says, hey, you know, that was pretty impressive. Foley starts slamming Funk's head into the chair. Austin comes into the ring with a beer, throws it in Foley's face. Foley locks the claw on Patterson because he can't see because he's got the beer in his face. He had the beer thrown in his face. Uh, Patterson grabs the chair to hit Austin, catches him, stunners uh, Patterson. Foley bounces. The dude love music hits. And it's fucking McMahon with the second-rate strippers. And Vince is holding Dude Love's outfit. Foley and McMahon hug. Vince is dancing with the strippers. And even Austin is laughing. Good night, everybody. The dancing is so horrible. It's... Because it, it like, it, it, it Austin's like, laughing because it, you couldn't hold it in. It was dan- It was his first time really, like, with this character, all the shit, but then also, hey, you, you have to dance like an asshole. Okay, not a problem. And... That's something I'm sure he probably didn't rehearse. He's like, ah, I'll just, I'll, I'll dance. I'll see what I do. They probably got it hired. was horrible to watch. Yeah, they probably got hired as paralegals the next day. <laughs> and of course, good night, folks. Good night, everybody. Let's go to Indianapolis for Nitro. It's only two hours. Thank God for small miracles. Get a recap of Nash's promo on Hogan and Conan joining the Wolfpack. We open up with, uh, you got Eddie. He's with Chavo. Eddie's on the mic. He goes, I'm going to set an example in front of this bunch of morons in Indiana. How Guerrero's a winner. I'm the best in WCW. You get the Eddie sucks chance. Eddie's got a ton of heat. Yeah. I don't think it's appreciated, like, how far back he would he was able to get heat. You know what I mean? Well, Says, I'm going to call out a... I'm going to call out a formidable opponent, Scott Norton. I was like, wow. Well, we know where this is going. Bell rings. Eddie fakes a knee injury. Chavo, you got to wrestle for me. Norton wins. Dragon checks on Chavo. Eddie and him kind of square off. Face off. Next, you get Scott Putsky versus Kidman. Putsky didn't last very long in WWF. <laughs> uh, Wolfpack comes through the crowd. They have the red and black shirts on. They attack Putsky, hit him with a powerbomb. Nash is on the mic, says Wolfpack is running the show from now on. Shout out to my boy Scott Hall. Hogan and Bischoff have decided it's too dangerous to have on TV. Hogan. So, all right, hang on. That's what I, we got to stop right there. Unless he keeps digging at him about Hall. Nope. Nope. Okay. Is this a dig on his uh, drinking? Probably. I, you know what? That is one aspect of his life that I don't know. Uh, you know, I heard there was going to be a rumor about Scott Hall being for Dark Side. Apparently, that didn't go through. Um, I don't know when the substance is. I do think it's around this time because I don't know if it's an injury because it feels like he's not a lot around a lot for a lot of the Wolfpack stuff. Last time I remember honestly seeing him was in a match against Sting a pay-per-view or two ago, and that's the last time we've seen him because yeah. he had the contract from winning World War Three, face Sting, and then that's the last time I remember seeing him. This is this is the first time that Nash or anybody has said anything negative about Hall. Anything that's really been brought up about him. Um and you know, like I said, last match he's had was against Sting. We haven't seen him since. So I assume maybe this is the beginning of his alcohol issues and saying that's why he's dangerous. Could be. I mean, it makes sense. I just don't know definitively. Yeah. Hmm. Damn shame. Anyway, 
Anyway, uh, Nash was a poet and didn't know it because he goes, Hogan, get your crew. I'll get my crew. We want, we want, ah, we rendezvous. I can't believe I fucked that up. <laughs> your crew, my crew, rendezvous. Botched. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Macho calls out Brett. They're going to have a match. Nash calls out the newest member, Hennig. He comes out in the black and white. At Brian Adams stops him. Hennig just walks by him. I know what I'm doing. Nash calls Adams, Brian Adams, Hogan Stooge. Hennig takes off the black and white. He has the written black under. Conan calls out Adams, says, let's have a match tonight. And Nash says he wants Luger tonight. So there you go. I have a question. How long does Hennig last in Wolfpack? Does he stay there? I don't believe so. And I think it's it's foreshadowing, pretty shitty one, because when he, when Adams is trying to stop him, Hennig goes by and goes, don't worry, I know what I'm doing. It's funny to me because I literally, as soon as he came out, I go, I don't fucking trust him. I'm like, he's going to turn no matter what. I'm like, that's all he does is turn. He was the big show of that era. He turned a lot on WCW. Oh, yeah, big time. So, yeah, there's that. We get a Raven pre-tape promo. Recap Jericho's promo on Malenko from last week, and we get Jericho this time. He's got the Malenko picture again, but he's making the ring announcer hold it. Shows a video clip of Malenko's interview where he brings up his father passing. He goes, well, your father must be rolling in his grave because you're a disgrace and a failure. And then he calls out an opponent, Bore Us Malenko. For those of you not familiar, Boris Malenko is Dean Malenko's father. Uh, so it's a jobber pretending to be Malenko. It's He's got the music. He's doing the wrist thing, and it's just The wrist thing. Yeah, I love the wrist thing. It's fucking great. Anytime I do, I rub my own wrist. Like if I'm having an issue, I'm like, yep. yep. <laughs> I, well, you're, yeah, but you like to do the Roman Reigns one where you get to jerk off your entire forearm. <laughs> Yo. You all don't want to know what just happened on the other end of that screen. There was, a, there was an old. Wasn't his forearm. So what culture, before they got all marky and got rid of the good people that worked there, Adam Blompier used to do a thing. It was like a story time wrestling, and it was Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. He's like the big dog. Woof, woof. I'm the big dog. <laughs> and he did this thing. There was a couple great parts. And what was it? It was somebody like like just cursing ahead of him. It was just about him being pushed and pushed and pushed. And he does the one thing where he and he does that and he goes and everybody loves when I do the arm thing and he and he just he starts slowing. It's anyway. Never mind. Moving on. Get a recap of Hogan. You just wanted to jerk your forearm <laughs> off one more time. You're like, if I tell this story, I get to feel my forearm. It's pretty big. It's like Quagmire's. Recap of Hogan's promo from last yeah, week. Yeah, the uh, the mailbox is uh, over there. <laughs> Hugh Morris and Barbarian versus Pubic Enema. Pubic Enema win by pinning Jimmy Hart. Okay. Jeans yeah, that was, pretty, that was pretty humorous how that all worked out. Yeah, it was a fucking blast. Gene's on the ring with Brian Adams. Uh, Adams refers to himself as Hogan's main enforcer and just basically sucks Hogan's dick for a while. He gets this tired. may be the Brian Adams episode, by the way. I've never seen him on TV so much. He was on a lot. Yeah, 100%. Not even when he was in the Disciples of Apocalypse was he on TV as much as he is no. tonight. Tonight he's trying to stop Hennig. Right here he has an interview. He also has a match later on with Conan. Mm-hmm. 100%. Most I've ever seen him. Yep. Uh, promo package on the Benoit Booker feud. Recap a Brett segment from Tuesday's Nitro. Remember, it was two nights last week. 
We head into hour two, Saturn versus Kidman with, I'm sorry, Saturn with Kidman versus Hammer. Kidman gets on the mic, I was sent by Raven. This is going to be a loser leaves the flock match. No interference from the flock. Hammer, let's have a nice clean fight. Saturn, Raven says, do what you got to do to win. And then he high fives Saturn. <laughs> so, you know, very transparent. <laughs> uh, Flock's watching from the back. Uh, at the end, a guy with a drink tray just hops the barricade, smashes, smashes the tray over Saturn's head. Then he hits Hammer with a chair. Don't get it. But Hammer falls onto Saturn and gets the three count. That way, Ravens is shown leaving the dressing room. DDP just jumps the shit out of him, beats the shit out of him, and the flock drags Raven to the ramp with this cowbell rope. Um, Raven hits the low blow. Shivani goes, oh, it's the great equalizer. <laughs> I always love when they call the nut shot the great equalizer. It's fucking fantastic. DDP reverses the even flow, and he hangs Raven from the apron. Well, at least it wasn't Benoit. We're going to get a hat trick today? You never know. And I do got to mention one thing. Before you lead into the rest of this here, you said we got a recap of the Benoit-Booker T feud. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Move on. I did say that. No, I know. Go ahead. I'll explain why why, why that bothers me. Okay. Sick boy with Horus and Reese versus Juventude. Hoovy sets up a 450 horse, knocks him off. It's a beat down DQ. Goldberg makes the save. Jack Hammer on Reese Big Pop. And my favorite part is Goldberg pins him, even though it's not a match. Ma, me do meet things, huh? <laughs> I wrestle, I pin. Uh. <laughs> Gene's on the... I don't know how I feel about this next one. Gene's on the ramp with Rick Steiner. Talk about the situation with his brother Scott. Want Scott's to come out, tell him his face if they're going to get back together or if one of us is going to be left laying. Scott comes out on crutches. Rick's like, you got to be kidding me. Don't you think I know what you're trying to pull? Scott, maybe I made a mistake. Mom and dad don't talk to me the same. He brings up Bagwell. Rick says, let's fight it out now or, or walk back together. Scott says, you know what? The NWO and Hogan don't mean nothing to me. I, I want to be the Steiner brothers again. He's fucking legit tearing up. Rick says, I can't trust him. Gene starts running Rick down. Like, what are you talking about? He's, he's being a nice guy. You, you got to give him a chance. Scott Scott starts walking away on the crutches. Rick stops him and says, I'm going to give you a chance. And they hug. And they spin. So Rick's back is to the ramp. Brian Adams comes out with a bat. Scott ditches the crutches. And he tells Adams, injure him. And then he just takes the bat to the shoulder a couple times. And that's that. Finish him. <laughs> Next. Bret Hart to the ring. During the Brian Adams-Conan match, Bret attacks Conan, rolls him into the ring. Nash comes in and attacks Adam. It's a DQ. And he power bombs Adams. About what you expected. Okay, now I know why. Okay. Fit Finley versus Booker T for the TV title. Uh, I'm going to let you take it because I didn't know this fucking happened. Um, and new TV champion, <laughs> Finley. Fit fucking Finley. After we have been feuding with Benoit and Booker T, and I already teased something, right? I think a couple of weeks ago, did I not mention what's going to be happening with their feud coming up? You might have. I know you've been all over this feud, so you probably did. Well, I was pissed off after this happened. I go, <laughs> what the fuck? What am I thinking of? And I had to do some research, and it'll be happening. But it was, um, man, Finley... 
beats Booker T. And having nothing to do with the Benoit-Booker T feud, which is going back, forth, back, forth, and then just, bam, let's put him in the, the title picture. Don't get it. It's WCW. What do you expect? Yeah, I guess that's true. Main event, <clears throat> Nash with the Wolfpack versus Luger. The bell rings with four and a half minutes left in the show. I uh, just, I, this is just a side note here. Uh, I, I've said this a million times, and I will probably say it a million more. I love Luger selling. The finger poke of doom, and he'd be like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> he is vocal when he's getting I, I just like beat it. up. Uh, Luger fends off the wolf pack and allows Nash to regain control. Interference, DQ, as expected. Sting runs in, Giant follows. It's a brawl. Adams comes to the ring, but Bret Hart stops him. And they laugh from the ramp. It's what they wanted. And I believe it's Shivani says, Hogan is smiling somewhere in California. Huh. It was an okay show. I liked Raw a lot better, to be honest with you. Oh, 100%. 100%. But the Booker T. Finley thing definitely definitely took me by surprise. That one I was not ready for. You know what the difference is for... uh, WWF Raw and WCW Nitro. What's that? Raw is no country for old men. Look it. Sometimes when you don't know anything about a movie, that's what you do is you say something stupid. Okay, man, take it away. Well, I'm not sure if you've seen this movie or not. I'm not sure if those of you are listening. No, I just made it fucking clear. I have not okay, seen it. I know. <laughs> Kayfabe, pal. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> this is a this is a tough movie, I guess, to watch. It is not your typical good guy, bad guy quest resolution, right? <clears throat> this is a maybe. This is more of a, a visceral movie. Uh, you know, I actually saw, I like watching videos of people interpret movies sometimes just because sometimes they have a different approach than me, things I never thought of. Uh, sometimes they go on bullshit like tangents about, you know, hidden meanings which hold no water. But I did see one. Somebody pointed out this movie doesn't have a score. The wind is the score. The wind blowing in the background is kind of like an indicator of what's going to happen. It's pretty fucking mm-hmm. creepy. Pretty fucking cool. I don't even know if I want to try to give the premise away. Like, it's kind of hard to even say who the main character is, but basically it about it's about, you know, this being no country for old men. You've got this, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tommy Lee Jones plays a, a small, small, small country, you know, southwest sheriff. You know, and his dad and his grandpa were the sheriffs of the town before that. And uh, it's just about, you know, he's getting ready to retire and he comes across this weird case. Uh, you've got, um, and of course I'm going to space on this guy's name too. He's got a weird name, but, uh, he plays Anton Chigurh in the movie and he's basically the embodiment of death, you know, death with the sickle and the, he does the thing with a coin toss a lot. He likes to, uh, and he basically he'll flip it and he'll say, call it and you have to call it. And if you, and if you call it right, you're good. If not, it's your ass. The movie opens with a shot of him. And he gets pulled over by the cops. He gets brought in to the station. And you this beautiful one shot sheriff, you know, deputy sitting at the desk on the phone with another deputy. You see Sugar in the background. 
he's got his hands behind his head, and you just see him kind of squat all of a sudden, put his feet up, and he gets his hands on the other side of him. And you see him pop up behind the sheriff and just fucking strangles him to the point where, like, you see the chain digging and the blood starting to come out and pool. Gets the key, steals the cop's car, pulls a guy over. His weapon of choice, first half of the movie. Do you know how they kill cattle? Uh, not particularly. You get a canister of, like, you know, air, compressed air. And hosed, little wand. And when you push the button... The air pressurizes and shoots out a metal rod about that long, diameter like that. Okay. You put that thing up to the cow's skull and hit the button and it just, ding, out. (laughs) Ding! And just, ding! (laughs) Well, we just lost our PETA sponsors. (laughs) I wouldn't have let them sponsor this show anyway. Um, And you just walk up and, (laughs) ding! Jesus. All right. So, I got it. Okay, so I got the, the it's concept. Just, it, it's the, the movie is insane. They actually there's an Easter egg in Grand Theft Auto 5 where there's a section of the map where it's like a reenactment of what happened in, in the beginning of that movie. Uh, it, it's hard to explain. It's another movie where there's really not a premise. It's more of it's like pulp fiction where it's more just a story about these people. Uh, Woody Harrelson has a cameo in it that's pretty good. Uh, Josh Brolin is, I guess you could say, the uh, main character. Um, it's going to really bother me. I can't remember Shiger's name, but Javier Bardem. There you go. Okay. But um, it's very divisive because the ending falls a little bit flat. Again, since there's no grand resolution or anything, it's just a story. A lot of It's one of those things like... I don't know if you watch The Sopranos, but even if you didn't, you know what the ending is. It just cuts to black, right? And a lot of people yep. are like, what the actual fuck? It's kind of what happens at the end of this Don't movie. stop, Billy. Yeah, thanks for making that song popular again. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, I mean, I really don't know what... I mean, again, this is a great movie because it doesn't fit inside the norm. It's very Pulp Fiction-esque. There's no score. The wind is the score. You basically have a character who's just the embodiment of death, who doesn't work on prejudice. It just it's fate. Um, again, no real premise. It's just a story about people, uh, and you take from it what you get from it. I think a lot of people find that frustrating because they want it paint by numbers. They want a story that they can follow from start to finish. Um, but this one's very suspenseful. Like I said, it, it can kind of feel like it drones on because there's no score. There are slower parts, but. Uh, it's definitely worth watching. Um, it is based off of a book, so you may want to read the book after seeing the movie, kind of fill in the gaps. But I, I know you won't. I know you um, won't. I, I'll watch the movie, but anyway, uh, I actually, it, it is something that has been on my list to see. It's just never really, you know, every time you, you're like, ah, no, I'll just watch Pineapple Express again <laughs> for the 18th time. I just watch cop some things you just on keep throwing up. I'm, dude, you're. <laughs> Hey, I've seen them too. Don't worry about it. I'm not judging you. The cop ones? Yeah, not 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 the one with your cousin in it. <laughs> hey, speaking of downfalls, next week the top topic we are going to be talking about the rise and the fall of TNA slash Impact. 
I, I hate that they've split the name. I hate that the name is Impact, to be honest with you. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into a lot of it because you had some really good up-and-coming years. You had a couple lulls. You had some big things happen. Some spirals. Try to redeem yourself. Where are they at nowadays? And we're going to break it down, especially for all you TNA fans. I've, I've been a very big fan, and it sucks to see where they're at today because, to me, they were the... AEW. They were a big contender at one point when it came to WWE. They were an alternative. Fucking Kurt Angle left his job to go there, telling you so much. So we're going to break it all down next week. Plus, of course, the 25 years later of the Monday Night Wars, we got bringing it to the table. We got the day in history, and we got both of us, which I'm the professor. I bid you a farewell. He's ODM. Five words coming at you. Barbiturates, booze, Bibles, Barbells, Benoit. <laughs> what the fuck? It all added up to as you did it. And I go, huh? Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks. Yo, twice in this show, I have bit the same spot that I have bit like 47 other times on my cheek in the last couple of days. You ever have that one spot? Oh, that no, I know exactly what you're talking about. I just twinged when you yeah. said it. Did you ever see that yeah. episode of The Office? And it just it keeps fucking happening. Which one in The Office do they there, do that? There's one where he starts. It's like the beginning of the episode and Jim's like, it's like, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm just having, I didn't get a lot of sleep because of the baby. And I bit the side of my mouth earlier. It's like, it really hurts. And. He just goes and then he bites his slap. Pam, let's go. We're leaving. He bites it a second time while he's doing the interview. He's like, Pam, let's go. Dude, I've done it so many times today while working. I've done it like just on the show. I'm like, oh, dude, I feel like I have like a herpy growing inward inside my mouth. And it's just, yeah. You know that thing that used to be on, uh, what's her name's face? Jillian Hall. Before the boogeyman ate it off, that's what it feels like inside my mouth right now. Just all that's shredded and beat up. fantastic.